0: With Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, settle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the sports hangover with Gus Kattengill.
1: Well, it's been a heck of a last couple of days for sure. Your New Orleans Pelicans in the playoffs. We'll talk about what took place back on Friday. Finger roll. Blitz McCollum, got it to Nance, drives in, more contact, missed it, got his own rebound, spins and punches it with a right hand. Hello. Who's more like it? Front court, Trey, kick it to Jose, back to Trey, right wing three. There you go, Youngin. There you go, Youngin. Alvarado, drives on Jackson, spins right, caught in the air, missed the shot. Ran it down, near side, kick it to CJ, right wing three. We're tied up!
0: There you go. Christian James McCollum. Bucket getter.
1: Ingram now put on the arc. There he's got blitzed. He's backing it way out. Drives baseline. He will throw it down with two hands. B.I. right around him. That was such a patient offensive move. Ingram now with a shot clock at five. Get it to C.J. Extra pass. Trey left angle three. Short. Oh, and in. Not short. Oh, my goodness. Not short. Wow. Shooter's bounce. Murphy. Trey Trey. And, of course, they get into the playoffs, and then last night take on the number one seed. Phoenix Suns do not come up with the win, but you'll hear momentarily why I am not upset at all by what I saw last night at Coach Willie Green.
2: You know, we have some work to do. That's a really good team. Uh, We have to come back and be better.
1: You'll hear from head coach Willie Green, Sajan McCullum, and, of course, Brandon Ingram. Plus, I want to hear from you just three guests today. Ali Cosell is going to join us coming up at the bottom of the hour, get his thoughts on the game with possible adjustments. You can see in game number two, we'll take a look at the rest of the NBA playoffs that got underway back on Saturday. The second slate of first-round games was yesterday. Three games on tap tonight. We'll go over all of that as well with Rafael Esparza. And uh in case you open up your app, which, of course, you should, have the DraftKings Sportsbook app. We'll talk about that here in a little bit here as well. Go over college baseball over the weekend. Remember, weekend series started back on Thursday. A very good weekend for the guys on the North Shore. Matt Reiser and the SLU Lions uh, sweeping UNO. Tulane dropping a series against Houston. LSU swept at Arkansas. We'll talk about them here as well, checking on the Colonels, the Cages, and the Works this week. And also, of course, it is Zurich Classic of New Orleans week, so the PGA is in town this week. Pro-Ams today, Wednesday, and of course the first round on Thursday will be broadcasting live out there. So, a lot to get into, and of course, Friday, game three of the NBA playoffs in which the Pelicans will host your Phoenix Suns. So, well, I have a ton to get into. I want to hear from you. As I mentioned, just three guests, one an hour. For the most part, I definitely want to hear from Pelicans fans. I also want to hear from Saints fans as we get closer here as well. There's an interesting rumor going around. At 2.15, we'll speak with Marlon Favorite and Leo Haggerty at 2.30. Um, I mean, seriously, I, you hear me mention this a ton when it comes to the Carolina Kitty Cats. Your guess is as good as mine as to what it is they want to do and want to be. Basically, anybody and all comers. Uh, I'll take a quarterback here. The story over the weekend, there are reports that uh, looks like the Panthers and the Browns could be talking Baker Mayfield. And it could be something that's done in the next couple of weeks. Maybe draft night. I, I don't know. Maybe after. Whatever. We'll, we'll get into all of that and more here as well. 800-998-1003 is the way to chime into the conversation. We do have... Two questions of the day, which you can always be a part of, not only by calling, but also by going to ESPN Radio NOLA on Twitter, at ESPN Radio NOLA. And the intern, not much longer, by the way. He's got about another two, three weeks, and then uh, he's a college graduate. That is spooky. Um, what did you take away from game one of the Suns and Pelicans series? What did you take away from that? And... You can toss in there as well, adjustments, all right? So what did you take away and adjustments that you take and you look into that game? So let's kind of go back at it again. First and foremost, Friday was magnificent. Pelicans started out that game exactly how you wanted them to start that game. And then when you look at it, unfortunately – the third quarter, you know, it was disastrous, really. And they found a way to close on that Friday. Brandon Ingram, again, showing that he was ready to take that next step. I thought that was big for the team to be able to do that. I also thought it was big that this team was able to win two games in four days, essentially, right? You play Wednesday, travel Thursday, play Friday Travel Saturday, play Sunday. I mean, it, it, it's a lot to do with what's on the line. The energy level to take care of San Antonio here at home. Then you have to go all the way, as I said, you know, three hours, 48 minutes, whatever, to L.A., get there, rest up, show up, and then withstand that punch. And then find a way to win. Yesterday was going to be tough. But when you take a look at that game on Friday, I honestly thought, first off, I couldn't fall asleep till like 1.30. I don't know about you, Um but for me, it, it, it was a win on so many different levels. Right? As I said on Friday's show, or on Thursday's show rather from last week, that Wednesday was a win. Wednesday was a win. You, you have people in the city; they're like, "Ah, do I buy in yet?" And you know, ah, ready to be let down. All the was all you know. Think of really where you've gone from October. It's all about Zion, and Zion's leaving. Zion does not want to be here. We're not going to win without Zion. You got national and local people, sell the franchise, do all this other stuff, to where you were on Thursday morning where everyone was excited that was there, and even those that weren't there to talk about the team that had absolutely nothing to do with Zion. We spoke Thursday on the show how crazy it is that you literally have a connection with a fan base and an organization that has become organic. People enjoy watching Alvarado play. Trey Murphy play. His importance. He's going to be a big topic today. no know that with Ali and probably with a lot of your listeners as to how many more minutes he should get moving forward here on round number one. That's going to be one of the things we talk about, right? Adjustment-wise. So... But when you look at that, Larry Nance, some of these other things that, again, none of it has to do with Zion. It's it's crazy when you think about it. But that's where we were on Thursday. And can you get that win on Friday? I was, you know, it'd be nice. It would. And they come out Friday and play really well. And then that third quarter happens. You're like, man, okay, you know, that's, that's why you, you have games at home. You host them. It's tough to win on the road. And then they find a way to win. I heard T-Bob this morning on Off the Bench say it was Lanyap. You know, I've been saying gravy. Lanyap's probably more of an appropriate term around these parts. But it really is, isn't it? Like, absolutely. I'd love to beat the Phoenix Suns. I mean, of course you'd like to get into the second round. You want to talk about ahead of schedule. But I'm watching that game yesterday. And, again, they had a week off. You had to play two games to get to that point. You are facing a team that has taken all of the steps. They are there. They were in the NBA Finals. Didn't back in. They, they, they blew it. They blew the NBA Finals. Corey, I know you're a Bucks fan. I'm not saying that Milwaukee didn't earn it. Um, you're up 3-1. You should close. That said, Milwaukee closed. And they found a way to do it. But as you heard several people say in the national media this season, Shaq, saying it this week about the Suns, that you have to spend all off season, all summer, start of the season, not, not only get that energy back up again to make another run, which they set the franchise win record this year. So they add the motivation. They add the energy. But now you got to go out there and close. Can you close? Can you go do that? And that's the thing that's really interesting to me to see that team. That's not disrespecting the Pelicans. That's a reason they're a number one seed. They're a reason they're favored to win the finals. They're they're a reason. There's reasons. And I felt as I'm watching the game last night, when that game starts, you know, got a few texts from some people. Man, why are we so cold? Why are we doing it? And and again, you're missing shots probably on tired legs. You're you're, you're missing shots. It's Make or miss league, as the graph and John the DeShaz- Shazer have said so many times on our broadcast here on ESPN New Orleans. And they were making them against San Antonio. They were making them against the Clippers. You don't make them against the Suns. You- you're going to get in trouble. They start knocking down early threes and then you immediately, before the first commercial timeout, before two minutes really go off the clock, the first thing that should have hit you in the face is, team can play defense again Willie Green coached under Monty Williams last year <laughs> it's, it's why the defense has improved under the Pelicans it's why it's so important to them you all hear Willie Green harping on it and it's why they kind of got back into the game here in the third quarter they scored 34 points in the first half yesterday that's I mean the lowest here the lowest there you start looking at the numbers it it's not good you had people missing shots point blank. Jonas Valanciunas, I felt for the guy. I mean, he couldn't buy a tip in, couldn't buy a lay in. You had people missing free throws. You had Bi missing mid range shots, CJ missing shots, Trey Murphy missing threes. I mean, you just—it was that game. So you saw the lead swell to twenty. You're like, can you get it to ten? And sure enough, they darn near did before the half, easily within striking distance, though. I mean, Again, they had a little late surge there, but you will take what you saw at the end of the second quarter and go into halftime. You're like, all right, okay, they're, um, they're, they're fighting and you know that's part of the DNA of this team. You know that that's what they do, but Suns still led at the half. And then the third quarter hits the Pelicans had 37 third quarter points. To the Suns, 26. They cut the game to eight points. They cut the lead to eight points. Suns were up by over 20 at one point in this game. They cut it to eight. And you're like, man. Playing a team that's rested a week. Playing a team that, look, has better players in you. Athleticism. Speed shooting everywhere. Some dude named Devin Booker is pretty good. DeAndre Aiden decided to play like he did at the beginning of last year in some of these games in the postseason and showed his dominance of what he could be. And then there's some guy named Chris Paul. Who literally went Hall of Famer on you at the start of the fourth quarter. The guy went Hall of Famer. He he didn't go off. He didn't get in the zone He, he went another level. Like I'm watching this and I'm like, that's what it was like to watch Jordan. (laughs) That, that, that's, the guy literally was the single best player on the floor. Unstoppable, knocking down threes, driving the lane, doing the pick and roll, doing the right, this just controls everything. And all of a sudden you're going "This, this, single handedly he's beating you. What was it, 15 or 17 points at one time? He had 21 in the quarter. Literally, I just laughed. I was like, this, but I, this is what I said on Thursday. This, this is gravy. This is laying out. You, you can't replicate what the Pelicans went through last night. Can't simulate it. You can add, you know, music at the facility. You can dress some dude up in the, in a three jersey and that you, you, you can't replicate that. And that is valuable, I think. That experience. The ability to be able to understand that, withstand that. And we're going to go into the locker room. You'll hear Willie Green's thoughts and CJ's thoughts and be able to make adjustments. You, you, you have to be there and see it. Because every level, every step, it's harder. And you, you just don't know it until you're there. And it's on both parties. It's coaching staff and it's players. How do players handle that, and how do coaches handle that? Now I got game film. Now now I know. Can this guy handle this? You know uh, look. We're gonna talk about this, right? There there there's some adjustments Willie Green can make. There's a, some adjustments Willie Green can make on himself, right? This is his first playoff game, and you saw that most of the game you're seeing people tweet. He's getting out. Coach, yeah. Well, Monty Williams is, you know. He's taken a couple of steps. He's been in a couple of games. He's learned. He's gotten better. Then Willie made some adjustments and Willie's going to make more adjustments. Has to make more adjustments with their rotations. Who pl- who plays, who doesn't. Again, all of that though, you can always guess or think what you would do being in that moment, seeing the game tape, now understanding what you have to do. With players reacted okay. Trey Murphy so far in three games after the regular season is showing me, I I think I need to get him some minutes, right? C.J. McCollum, you you saw finally that spurt in the third. You were kind of hoping for that, you know, in the Clippers. You saw it with the Spurs, but, you know, C.J.'s got to do that from the get-go. You saw what happens with Brandon Ingram after two straight games of my time. The Sun said, not on our dime. They doubled him from the second he started on the court. I mean, that poor dude was always hounded. Physical, bodies, everything. So there's a lot, though, you can learn. You can't replicate that. Now he knows what that's like. Now he knows. So I'm going to stop short of saying I'm excited, but you know what? This is enjoyable to me. You're watching the playoffs. It's best of four. Make it four tough games for them and uh make them earn it. And you're going to have two at home in New Orleans. So I want to hear from you, Pels fans, your thoughts not only on Friday but what you saw yesterday. Looking forward to getting into the conversation, 800-998-1003 or at ESPN Radio NOLA. Don't forget the NBA playoffs means next-level basketball. So get in on this first-round action with DraftKings Sportsbook. As I told you last week, they are the official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers, $5. Bet that on any team to win. in free bets instantly. You win no matter what. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers, not just new, can also bet on NBA hoops with the same-game parlays. You know this, multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Plus, each day of the first round, including the three games tonight, get a risk-free bet up to $10 if your same-game parlay doesn't hit. Right. So get a risk-free bet. Up to ten dollars if your same game parlay doesn't hit. So if you do a parlay for these games, it doesn't hit, you got you got you got a you know ten dollars. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Put in the code LaRose. Bet five dollars on NBA teams to win their game during the first round of the playoffs, and get one hundred and fifty dollars in free bets when you use that promo code L A R O S E. Quick break. We'll come back. We'll go listen to what the guys had to say following last night's game one loss. I'm still in a great mood. I'm looking forward to tomorrow night's game, two, and I want to hear from you, Pelicans fans. On your home for Pelicans Basketball, ESPN New Orleans. Baby, it's a thing. It's
3: a terrible thing, too.
4: Calvin Braxton Ford is your Ford dealer in Lockport. They want you to know how important it is to keep your vehicle always running at its best. So to help you do just that, they want you to know that they can beat almost any tire price. And they have a $70 mail-in rebate on selected brands until June 30th. You can also get an alignment for $89.95. See their certified diesel tech today at Calvin Braxton Ford Highway 1 in Lockport.
0: Guaranteed.
5: Views like home. State Farm
0: offers surprisingly great rates on auto insurance. But what does that mean? Surprising. This often means something comes out of nowhere, like finding that $20 bill in your dryer. Great? Well, obviously, great means superior. Rates? Simply what one pays in exchange for something. And in this case, that something is State Farm being there when you need them most. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting
4: requirements. When you want the real deal, call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios in cutoff.
1: Talker,
0: ain't The man that likes to talk. Now, back to the sports hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com.
2: It's extremely important. It's what makes the playoffs fun is that you go back, you watch the game, and you try to come out and see if we can make some adjustments and be better. Um, The big thing for us is getting off to a better start.
1: No doubt. Uh, obviously, the start of that game did not go the way you would like. You literally could not buy a bucket and the offense struggled from the get-go. Head coach Willie Green, as you heard there saying, you know, the start obviously would have helped a ton getting into that. CJ McCollum after the game had this to say. I'm
6: going to continue to watch the film. Um, it'll be a long night of breaking some things down and hopefully we come back, um, and are more efficient. I got to be more efficient, um, in, in the first three quarters. Take care of the ball, you know, Find the weak side, so going and do some of those little things. But I had some really good looks as well that I just didn't make.
1: CJ on the night finished with twenty five points, nine of twenty five. Alan Chuna's eighteen and twenty five, but he was seven to twenty one from the floor. And look, he was one of those players that social media was kind of going back and forth on. You know, hey, you gotta you gotta sit him. You can't put him on. Not as quick and agile and fast as Aiden and some of the other bigs. Like McGee and stuff that, that the Suns had. My, I, I understand that. My, my thing too is he can still get you a lot of things. Look, 25 rebounds is big. And here's the thing. I don't think he hurts you nearly as much if your shots are going in. Does that make sense? I could be wrong. I don't know. I, I'll ask Ali Cosell about that, but DeAndre Ayton was 10 of 15, 21 points. He was cooking them on a lot of things. This, um, you know, but again, maybe Ayton can get into foul trouble. Maybe things are different if your shots are going in. Pelicans finished the night 36 and 95, 37%. It's crazy. The game started. They're knocking down threes left and right and the Chris Paul threes late in the game absolutely kill the Pels. But if I told you that the Pelicans and Suns three point differential was one, do you believe me? Pelicans were 9 of 23 from distance. They were 10 of 28. It sure felt like more, though, right? It was it was the timing, building that lead early, getting it almost to double digits. I mean, before you could sit down and, and get comfortable on your couch at the game and watch it. But 9 of 23, New Orleans, 10 of 28. If, if there's a 1 to 2, 3-point differential against that team, I will take it. Because the Pels missed. A bunch of wide-open ones. And I understand they did as well. I get it. But you will take that. They shot 53.8%, though. You shot 37%. Turnovers, livable 13. They had nine. They had nine blocks, though, to your two. That team defensively was all over the place. Like I said, the first thing you should have noticed when that game started is, oh boy. I mean that, you saw why they are the number one seed, huh? Like you, you see it. It's a different level, it's a different class. It's okay to say it's not being disrespectful. It is what it is. It's the number one team in the West. They have athleticism. They have all of that. It's, it's incredible. Speed, athleticism, but man, no matter where they went and TNT diagnosed it at halftime and you saw Shaq talk about it later and Kenny Smith as well. When Brandon Ingram drove left angle, right angle, boom, three to four black jerseys. When CJ McCollum had it, boom, you had it there as well. Here's the other thing. The second you try to pick up Chris Paul from, you know, the inbound, you try to take him the entire distance, you're having to go around a sun there's a Phoenix Sun that's basically air support for Chris Paul that's just bumping you. That's just all the way around. You have to go under. It's not just when you get to a three-point arc, you have to go through that. You're having to go around another Phoenix Sun to get to Chris Paul when he's bringing the ball up the court. That's just that extra bit of energy, that extra bit of oomph. They know where to go with the basketball. They know where to go when you try to move the basketball. So let's hear from Willie Green as to – that rough start, but also figuring it out and getting that offense moving the way that that you really wanted to.
2: A lot of it was in the first half. Like I said, we just didn't catch up to their physicality into the, into the second half. And once we did, we were able to get some good looks, but we have to do better at starting games. We got down early, and now we're digging ourselves out, out of a hole. That's tough.
1: I think one of the other things, too, that you look at, that really stood out was getting again that opportunity to try to figure things out and, and try to, to 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 withstand i guess what you got more than anything else
2: you know we we have some work to do that's a really good team uh, we have to come back and be better
1: yep i mean it's pretty pretty simple now as far as his experience goes it's
2: extremely important um we just have to take on the challenges as a team um like i said uh I'm proud of the guys our first playoff experience together against the best team in the league and um we came out and with really good effort in the second half uh, we'll go back to the drawing board look at some tape and see where we can be better defensively especially with you know those guys in, in screening roles picking roles um but other than that you know tip your hat off to them they played a good game they won a game on their home floor exactly
1: and you hear them say that at the end it's and it's not a slight, but it's it's what they're supposed to do. I mean in the NBA playoffs you you got home court, you gotta win one, right? You always try to steal one of those first two. And normally it's game two you try to get. Right? When you win that first one, you you've taken home court's the phrase. They've had a week off. And then of course you had what Chris Paul did, but CJ McCollum on what was the strong the the offensive woes that um that hindered the team i yeah,
6: thought we were stagnant um i didn't push tempo enough i didn't push tempo enough and we also didn't get a lot of stops early so we we're kind of walking the ball up taking the ball to bounds and uh we didn't convert a lot of easy baskets um we shot a little 40 percent in the paint um that's that's not going to cut it especially against a team of their caliber We would make we missed open shots um which is, you know, a part of a part of the game. It's a part of playing in a tough atmosphere. You know, third game and you know six days in a different city. But you know, you're playing against the number one seed. You got to make shots. You got to be able to score with them and also get stops. And I don't think we did that enough throughout the game. We went on a run and, and we turned it around in second half. But early on, we were a little stagnant and uh, just missed some open shots.
1: Chris, thank you for calling the Sports Hangover, sir. How are you this afternoon? Fine, fine.
3: Um... Glad to talk to you. I agree with you on the fact of of, of Valentunas and and his uh, twenty five rebounds and mm-hmm. how well he would have done if we would have made shots. Yeah, I mean ultimately that's what it comes down to. The Pelicans had many shots in the first half, and the other team missed shots. We didn't make shots. That mm-hmm. would have been a difference in the in, in the ball game. I don't really think there's a lot of adjustments to be made, to be honest with you, because it came down to shots. Falling in and shots not going in. Mm-hmm. Again, I, I don't know what's going to happen the next game, but I, I don't think Valentunas was any more of a problem if the shots would have went in. And they didn't. All of them agree to that. But go ahead.
1: What what adjustments would you make?
3: Um. Again, you, you're looking at a team, <laughs> they've been doing this for a few years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think there's any more, and you did an excellent job just now talking about why Chris Paul is freed up. That means that oh. the next game, he's still going to be freed up. You mm-hmm. did it out of his hands, now what? So it comes down to when we have the ball, will we make
2: the yeah, shot? I,
1: I, I was going to say, Chris, I, I almost <laughs> feel somehow, some way, you got to do what you did in that third quarter, which is what you took the fight to them and forced them yeah. to defend. They got... You know, so much in foul trouble, the Pelicans helped cut that lead by going to the free throw line. I thought that was key. One of the other things I thought that was key against New Orleans early were the two... I'm not trying to be a homer here, but I mean, ticky-tack... BS fouls on Herb Jones. I'm sorry. I mean, I, I mean, they, they obviously know, look, that's the best defender the Pills have. I, I was going back and forth the General Dean of the games like, why is Chris Paul, I mean, why is Herb Jones on Chris? I'm like, I like that. I'm fine with that. Um. That's about to be a master class in, in, in point guard defense though, right? I mean, like, it's not gonna be easy, but what they did immediately was start throwing bodies around him. I thought that first foul, you gotta be kidding me. I mean, they, he's trying to get around somebody and they call that on the backcourt end. And then the other one, yeah, he got Cam Johnson stuck. He had nowhere to go. The dude's pivoting up. He's pivoting down. He looked like my dad trying to play, you know, um, you know, uh, you know, Driveway basketball back in the day with the fifteen pump fakes, and then is literally trying to look for contact. And I thought that was that was I couldn't stand that one. But that was two fouls like that, and my man had to leave the game, and, and that hurt. Yeah. So you know yeah. when you look you, you look at that, you combine misses, you combine rest that they had, you combine all of that. Man, I, I I could not believe they they were that close at halftime. I mean, I—I I mean, I, to your point, I mean, it was literally like all of the ingredients of uh, of the wrong thing that can happen, you know? Yeah,
3: and I agree with you on the fouls. I mean, you know, I don't think it being a homer. I think you realize your years of experience when it comes to the playoffs. The referees kind of hold the whistle a little more. Yeah, you understand? Okay. They let them play more. Mm-hmm. So for them to call those things in the first quarter like that, that was a bit much.
1: I hear you, man. Thank you for the phone call, Chris. Appreciate it, buddy. All right. Sounds good. Quick break. we we'll come back. Ollie Cosell, the bird rights. We'll chat with him next on ESPN New Orleans. She's got it.
6: Yeah,
3: baby, she's got it.
4: When you're sick, you want to be close to home. World-class medicine doesn't require a trip to the city because the best care is close to home at Thibodeau Regional. We're continually adding new services, and our team of physicians has grown to more than 250. That's
3: a lot of doctors.
4: More doctors, more services, treating more conditions.
3: And keeping more families healthy.
4: World-class medicine, right here,
0: close to home at Thibodeau Regional.
5: circle up team we've got status evelyn's
0: marketing consultancy client roster is skyrocketing so
5: this week is a biggie we've got the pitch and three client meetings
0: she needs another analyst before her team's free time plummets
7: who's running the competitive analysis on
8: fruit snacks
0: indeed can help her hire great people fast
8: i need indeed
0: indeed you do our hiring platform instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on indeed match your job description visit indeed.com credit and get 75 dollars towards your first sponsored job terms and conditions apply Adventure, intrigue, mystery, romance. It's a storm of entertainment that brings down the house. Now, back to the sports hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN
2: 1003.com. You know, I thought collectively as a group, you know, guys made it tough on him, but that's what Chris does Uh, down the stretch of a game. You know, he'll put the ball in his hands and he runs pick and rolls. Uh, we'll, We'll go back and look at the tape and see what we can be better, but we definitely have to make him take tough shots, and I, and I thought he hit a few big threes that gave them some momentum. Uh,
1: it was a master class of why the man is a Hall of Famer. At Ali Cosell is the way to follow him on Twitter. He's the editor-in-chief of The Bird Rights. Ali, always appreciate the time you give us here this afternoon. How are you, bud?
7: Absolutely, Gus. Look forward to talking to you every time about the Pelicans.
1: You know what? And that's how I feel. I, I'm pumped. Like, I... I... I'm happy. I, you know, T. Bob this morning on off the bench. He's the word Langyap. I've been using gravy. I'm like, hey, the rest of this is a great learning experience. I tweeted at the end of the game. This is good. This is you can't. You know, this experience I think is something that you can't just. Fabricates over at, at a practice facility. You have to go through it. So let's just kind of start with your thoughts though, Friday, when they win that game and you, and you feel uh, on social media and you see on television what that win meant to get them into the first round. I think it's, it's a win and it's already a successful season to me.
7: Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, the Pelicans started off like gangbun- gangbusters in that game, right? Dominated pretty much the entire first half. I think they were up by, what, 15 or 16. And then the Clippers, of course, started creeping back into the game right before halftime. And then that third quarter, that was just such a spectacular turnaround. You go from being up that much to all of a sudden being down, I think it was 13, right? It was a 34-6 to run. And to come back from that for a young team that's inexperienced, right? Eleven guys have never been in the postseason. And I'm going to call that uh, Clippers playing game a postseason game because that's what it was, right? We felt that intensity. The crowd... Everybody knows what's at stake. It's it's like an NCAA do-or-die game. And they came back. It it, it was just astounding, and it was the way they came back. Willie Green, of course, everybody's heard that speech by now, right? Got to keep fighting. Um, But it was the players that really, of course, you got to applaud because they went out there and did it. Trey Murphy played the last, I want to say, 16 minutes. He was spectacular. Without his three-point shooting, they don't win. And you can say that about everybody else that was on the court to close that game, right? Larry Nance, spectacular game. He just absolutely gobbled up every rebound. And when the other teams go small against the Pelicans, you absolutely have to use Larry. DJ, he made a couple of key buckets. He didn't have the best of games right, but he came up right. with some big buckets. Brandon, right? He was spectacular down the stretch, not missing. So you applaud everybody. And that was just, like I said, an amazing win for this franchise. One of the best I've ever seen.
1: And Ali, you mentioned, you know, I'm watching that game like, man, where's, you know, CJ kind of needs to get going here a little bit. He's been battling an illness, he's been battling flu-like symptoms and felt well. Um, you saw though in that third quarter what he was capable of doing. You saw Brandon Ingram though, I thought in those two games against San Antonio and also against the Clippers show, you know, he's ready to sort of take that next step. And I, I was happy for him to see. That reaction, but because of that, Ali, as we now transition to last night, you also see what happens when you do that. When you had those two straight games like that, that guy was hounded like gnats outside of a of a picnic, dude.
7: Oh Yeah, I mean, in the playoffs, everybody knows that everything gets tougher, right? Defense is really key on what you do best. And with the Pelicans, that starting lineup, I'm hoping Willie Green's rethinking it. Because what we saw was Valentinus was up high. CJ and uh, Brandon Ingram were at the top of the key above the break. And that's where all five sons were keyed in on, right? The three guys guarding their men. And then the two that were playing off of Herb Jones and Jackson Hayes because they were staying in the corner, they didn't care about them. They let them shoot all night. Guess what? They never burned them. So I think something's got to change because really the Pelicans were playing three on five. And you can't start off games like that. And especially in these playoffs, everybody knows what your weakness is. Jackson, he's not a threat anywhere on the court, and that's kind of sad considering his athleticism, right? He hasn't made an impact in weeks to me, right, on either end of the court. Herb, he's still at least giving it to defensively, so I'm not going to shoot him down there and for his intensity as well. But the Pelicans, I feel like, would just benefit, right? Having yep. a four-spacer. And I think Trey Murphy seems like the perfect guy. He's been playing great since the second week of March. He's shooting close to 50% from three. But he's also getting you the rebounds. He's rebounding better than Jackson right now. He's defending better than Jackson. So I think Willie's got to really tighten up the rotations, Gus. I think you make a change in starting lineup. You also give Jose a lot more minutes. I'm not even sure if Devontae Graham deserves to see the court anymore. He's just been cold forever so
1: yeah I was going to say, those two players in particular are ones that really, man, I, I, it, cause it's different, Ali, as you're alluding to, speak with Ali Cosell of the Bird Rights, when, when you're in the postseason, every possession not only matters, but mm-hmm. you're, you, you have to be able to be productive in something, whether it's rebounding, assisting, not turning the ball over, defending, doing something of that nature. Let, let's take to one player in particular, as you mentioned, Graham. And and then Trey Murphy there as well. A little more size with Trey. Look, I gotta give credit to Trey Murphy. His threes in the last three games have been key when when, you know, they've been uh taken. And you know, yesterday you only had two, but man, they came up at the right time. And it's crazy. There was only one shot differential in the three point. They made ten, the Pels made three. I mean nine. So it wasn't that terrible. Like, I could live with that. But to your point, Trey Murphy and Graham, it just it just seems like it would make sense, right?
7: Yeah. Graham, his number one thing they he's supposed to bring as a positive is his outside shooting. He hasn't seemingly made anything since the calendar flipped to, uh, you know, 2022. You know, hats off to him. He, he helped the Pelicans win a couple of key games early, right? A couple of those game winners against the Jazz. And, of course, nobody will forget that three-quarters length shot against OKC, but You know, you've got to play the guys that are producing. And I I know Willie Green and that coaching staff know this, but they're also treading a fine line of not wanting, I don't want to say upset players because you're not concerned about that, but they know that this chemistry that's been built up has been because of all 15 guys. And suddenly yanking somebody that's been in your lineup for 82 games, who's as big as part of this locker room as anybody, everybody loves Devontae, what he brings and such, it'll be hard to suddenly just automatically sit him down. So, the balancing act I wouldn't want to handle, but you got to think Willie's got to make it. It is the playoffs. You got to just sit Devontae down. and like, Explain right. to him. I got to play guys that are producing. Right? We got to win these games.
1: And and so you mentioned with Jackson Hayes here as well. It's it's been interesting. I I felt like I've either texted a buddy, probably you, or even tweeted. <laughs> He's just not. I mean, only eleven minutes yesterday. And it's crazy. Like he had that like flip sort of switch. Do you, have teams adjusted, or is he just not like like he's floating again on defense? He it, it looks too much for him. Does that make sense? Like in that Spurs game, and even that Clippers it Just he's floating again on defense. He's late. He's just kind of reaching bad fouls, and, and then just offensively. Of course, he can give you some things athletically, but I I felt like he was. I felt like I've texted once at least a game in the last two games where I'm like, he's killing you. He's, kill- he's killing you on the floor.
7: Yeah, I mean, Jackson, when it seems like his name was in the trade rumors before the trade deadline, he all of a sudden started playing with this kind of energy that we haven't seen, the multiple efforts, right? He wasn't just jogging in from the three-point line for an offensive rebound. He was running. He, he was noticing where the ball was going to come off the glass, and he was getting himself into that position. I haven't seen that guy in weeks. I haven't seen a guy who just defensively is making it hard, but also he's playing smart because I saw a couple of his fouls in that Clippers game, then that first half were crucial. I mean, they hurt. He thought Marcus Morris away from the basket it was about 16, 18 feet. Then he had one almost a full length of the court to give the Clippers another two free. throws. So his head isn't in the game. His his body language and his energy just isn't where you need it to be. And that's what he brings best. If he's not giving that to you, I don't know how you can play him. So, I was glad to see you only got 11 minutes, but I'll tell you what, that's 11 minutes too many for me right, right. now in these playoffs.
1: How how do you free up Brandon Ingram? They're, they're clearly picking him up. They're having at least two guys on him. They're not letting him drive. They almost are are kind of bracketing him. So what can Willie do to get him some space to, to operate?
7: Yeah, without a doubt, it's got to be you change the sets. You can't have Brandon and CJ sitting at the top of the break to initiate the offense. And I loved what they did in the second half. Green was imploring them to push the pace, no matter whether it was off a make or off a miss. And that really helped. And the other thing I started seeing was Brandon wasn't being the one bringing the ball up or just standing at the top of the key waiting for the ball to come in. He started going down to the post and operating from there to where he's running off screens, just movement. And that's when these pals have always been the best, right? Mm -hmm. Where was that .5 offense in the first half yesterday? I didn't see it anywhere. Maybe the guys are tired. I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to complain because as we just talked about, they came up two huge games and three games in five days. That's huge. But Brandon, I think, found something. And, And we saw that once he started getting away from ISO ball during the first month of the season where he started trusting the offense, catching it off of these screens. So if all of a sudden two guys go and chase him off a screen, well, guess what? The rollers left free. And we saw that work to perfection during the middle of the season. And I started seeing it last night. So I think they'll figure it out. It's just going to be about getting guys in the right places to where the Suns can't stack right the defense against you. Mm-hmm. And I think Willie's been very good overall this year on figuring that out.
1: We're a fan of basketball, aren't we, Ali? I mean, we, we oh, I, look, I, and that's why I look at this series. And I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy that the Pelicans are getting the experience. I'm happy we, we're still talking Pelicans basketball. I'm happy we're going to get two games. Here at home on the weekend, nonetheless, you got no excuse, right? I mean, seriously, it's Friday and Sunday. Um, they're late games, so you can get stuff done. I mean, it's I, I love this, but I also like it because I'll be honest with you. I get, I, I have to watch Phoenix. Not that I wasn't going to watch them, I enjoy it. Look, I, I love Chris Paul when he was here. You know, when he went through a CPME stage, what he's been able to do. And what we saw last night, dude, I I just chuckled. Like I tweeted a laughing emoji, and I just said, "It is what it is." I mean, what do you do? I mean that that was Jordan, that was Kobe. That's like their Hall of Famers for a reason, you know. I mean, to watch him just literally take the game over, and there was nothing you could do about it. It it was it was something to watch, man.
7: Paul. I mean, yeah, Chris Paul's going to go down as one of the best point guards of all time. There's no debating that. I'm glad you called him a Hall of Famer right when you, we started this interview because that's what he is. But there are some things I think you can do to make it tougher. When I was watching in that fourth quarter, he was going off, yeah. He was reading the defense, making the shots, but did you notice who was guarding them half the time? And, and the Pels in particular, they were going under screen. Devontae Graham can never yeah. find himself on CP3. I think what Willie's got to do is kind of assign Herb Jones and or Jose Alvarado to Chris Paul like they did LeBron James, right? Mm-hmm. In that second half to where the Pelicans came back to beat the Lakers, um, that is the type of defense that really worked for them, where Herb Jones was just going to cover him, run all over the court, right? and you got to take him away, at least make it hard as heck for him. And for Chris Paul, I found it kind of easy for him. Like I said, he still made the shots and did everything else, but you got to make it harder for him, so I want to see that happen.
1: And Ali, as we wrap up, the thing that I, that stood out was maybe also understanding that you can probably do this with a lot of different guys for him. Again, you're making it easier. I love communicating on defense. I love doing that, but you heard him on the TNT post game. He's mm-hmm. like, "Well, they're telling me what they're doing." So he was like, "They're telling me to stay low. They're telling me to stay in the screen." So they're giving me the so I, I had time. I could set my feet. I can do that. So I, I don't know if they they go. You know, they say Batman means go underneath. Robin goes on top. I don't know, <laughs> but that's the problem when you play a guy like that. I mean, it's it's literally. I felt like while I was watching that 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 streak where he just went bananas. I felt like. So that's what it's like to play Drew Brees if you're on defense. I mean, seriously, right? I mean, because yes. if you give him any bit of a cue, you're done. You're toast. If you give him any and, cue.
7: Yeah, and look, Willie Green's not the fault because the Suns couldn't make a three-point shot. They were kind of very cold in that third quarter, and Chris Paul had been kind of quiet up to that point. So going under screens actually made all the sense in the world from a strategic point. But, of course, Chris being Chris, he can turn it on like just like a switch. Yeah. After he made that first three, they should have changed it up, but they did. So I'm sure they'll learn from that. But like I said, they got to have more length on Chris. I'm still questionable, and I don't know how you feel about this, guy, but having Herb Jones start on Chris Paul, thereby be i guard Booker, that didn't go so well for the Pelicans either. I don't know what they're going to do.
1: We'll find out tomorrow at Ali Cosell is the way to follow him on Twitter. He's the editor-in-chief of the Bird Rights Always. Enjoy. Take care, buddy. We'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Can't wait. Yeah, for sure. Quick break. We'll come back. We'll check in on the intern. We'll go over the questions of the day. sports hangover on ESPN New
0: Orleans. When you say
5: Delivery trucks rush
2: all over town and sometimes cause
5: king-size accidents.
2: The King Firm has trial attorneys experienced at handling crashes involving delivery trucks. They can help fight for your medical bills, lost wages, and pain and suffering. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the King. If you've been injured in a delivery truck accident, ring the King at 909-KING
0: always on the run and short on cash with a state bank and trust company debit card you can pay for goods and services without the need for cash in your pockets or the hassle of writing checks available on all consumer and commercial checking account holders call or stop by any state bank and trust location for all the details state bank and trust company cajun banking served just the way you like it member fdic How could we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the major league. Now back to the sports hangover with Gus Kattengau. 800
1: 998 is the way to start uh, the conversation with us here as well. Each and every day, we enjoy the current student over at Southeastern Louisiana University. I see you're wearing your, is that, is that lying up green following the uh, the sweep over the weekend? Lying up green? Is that what you do no, there? It's,
5: no, it's Irish true
1: could have lied, Jordan. You could have just just said, yes, that's exactly why you're wearing green instead of uh, it being Irish whiskey. But anyway, <laughs> how are you today, man? Did you enjoy Friday? Did you enjoy Friday before we get to today's question of the day?
5: Yes, I did enjoy Friday. It was, it was actually it was, it not having work either and, and just being able to watch whatever you wanted, any, any of all the games that were kind of going on. And, yeah. It was quite relaxing.
1: I hear you. Um, look, I, I, think as you heard me back on the show on Thursday, we discussed it here as well. Pelicans in the playoffs at this point. This is just fun. I think it's something that you can't replicate and, you know, or create at practice and just feel. Um, look, last night was going to be tough. You had a team that's rested a week. You've played two, they're, they're playoff games. They're, they're do or die. They're one to go home games against San Antonio. Got to fly all the way out to the West Coast. Go do that against the Clipper team that you had to come back and win. And many people, it was funny, I, I felt that I woke up Saturday morning. My wife did as well. She went to bed. She's like, oh, well, that's tough. They had a good year. I walked the dog Saturday morning. People were like, wait, the Pelicans won? Like, I think a lot of people did not know that they had won because of, of, of the late tip time and everything. So, look, man, last night you almost got it to 10 at halftime, almost. And then you got it to 8 there in the fourth quarter. And then you saw why a guy is a Hall of Famer. I mean, that's that's how I look at last night. You couldn't make a bucket. Guy went Hall of Famer, and you played a team that had a week off, and it's the number one seed. I I don't think I walk out of that game with my head down at all. You?
5: No, absolutely not. And like you were saying, Chris Paul, he could do that every single night whenever he wants to. All he has to do is flip on that switch and – that's why he's looked at as one of the greatest point guards to ever play the game of professional basketball. Yeah, And you have to kind of wonder, mate, what if Chris Paul wasn't in that game last night? I think the Pelicans had a chance to steal it late when everything looked like it just wasn't going their way in the first half. I mean, they put up 37 points in the second half, in the third quarter, which was more than the first half combined. So, I mean... The Suns just had an awesome fourth quarter where they came back and they 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 took the Pelicans' punch. And when you when you're in the position that you're in, which the Phoenix Suns are, first place has the best record in the NBA. They're ready for all of those moments when a team comes out of halftime and punches them in the mouth, and they're now, ready to respond. Right. I look,
1: this isn't a team that was. You know, you're hoping to play well or do something of that nature. This, this was a team that was in the play; it was in the finals a year ago. Jordan, and were up three one on the Bucks. I mean they, they they were right there from winning a championship. So they have a ton of um experience and then that talent there as well. You know, you saw what Booker can do. You saw the athleticism of Aiden, the the you know Cam Johnson and Payne and all these other guys. Crowder got in foul trouble, but look, this is a different level. So. I don't know. I, I, we're asking today a couple of uh, questions of the day. What do you have today?
5: Yeah, so it all has to do with the NBA. First, to with the Pelicans. Monday's question of the day, what do you take away from game one of the Suns and Pelicans series? The other question is, what needs to change for the Pelicans in game two? And the final question is, give us your thoughts on Kyrie Irving giving the Celtics fans, Multiple one finger salutes. Uh, you can comment at ESPN Radio NOLA over on Twitter or call in <laughs> 800-998-1003.
1: The fact that you just grinned from ear to ear with that one, uh, look, they, they were giving him a bunch of business and yesterday, you know, he, um, he talked about it after the game about, I mean, it's clear as day as you see him doing it. And it was uh, essentially him saying, look, I'm going to give you the same energy. That, uh, that you're giving me and you're cursing at him, things of that nature. So, uh, that game came down at the end. That, that, that winning bucket by Jason Tatum was incredible. Wasn't oh it? my gosh. Oh my gosh. That
5: was the longest. What? That was the longest 10 seconds it ever. Was. It literally went to three it players was. within 10 seconds. I was like,
1: holy dude, it, to- it-, did- it-, it-, it touched like three players in the last three and yeah. a half.
5: Yeah. Jason Tatum got the ball with like two seconds left and he, yeah. Uh, no, like less than a second less left, than that. and he somehow Absolutely. was
1: able to do a spin move and turn yeah. and, and
5: if he, have a layoff. If
1: he drives, it's a charge. Oh, if he 100%. just turns to the basket, it's a charge. He had to spin opposite of the basket towards the sideline and spin around <laughs> Kyrie Irving. It was crazy. Yeah. It was
5: like five seconds left, and it was still in uh, what was it, Mark? I think it was still in the the point guard's hand with five seconds left, and it kicked it out to the three point line, and somehow ended it. Up in Devin Booker's hand for the game winner. So when you take a look at that was, the, that was one of the exciting games.
1: When you take a look at this weekend's first round action, what was the game that stood out to you the most from Saturday and Sunday? For me, it's easy. It's at Memphis, 130, 117, T Wolves. Anthony Edwards, 36 points. Carl Anthony Towns play well, but Anthony Edwards, I mean, again, the importance of I, I say this in the post is you gotta have a point guard that can score, can control. I mean, Jai had thirty two, but they gave up 130 points. Like, that was the surprise to me. Jazz winning at Dallas, Luka didn't play. I mean, that's it's a different team when Luka plays, right? And everybody oh, else cool. that was at home won Saturday and Sunday.
5: Yeah, I mean, when you look at it, it's not easy. It's not an easy stretch for anybody in the no. East. So That's what I kind of take away from it. It's, man, I mean. So the one seed has to play, you know, a tough opponent. Two seed has to play a tough opponent. Three seed, I mean, every, like, down the whole entire Eastern Conference. Right. I mean, it's not an easy first round for anybody.
1: Frank, thanks for calling the Sports Hangover, sir. You're on with Gus and the intern. What do you got for us?
5: What's going on,
8: man? How are you? I'm doing well. I uh, just wanted to talk about the Pels. And, you know, I know it wasn't pretty last night at times, but, to go from being down whatever it was, 24, to, to get in within six. At one point in time last night, I know I looked and I was talking, you know, in the group chat with my buddies, and Jonas and CJ were both four of 17 from one point. I mean, you lose the game by 11, you out-rebound them by 20, and two of your three best players are have horrible shooting nights. So I don't think – I think what the takeaway is is that the Pels can compete with the Suns. And I'm not saying that they're going to win a game. They might get swept though. But it's still good to see that the team is building for the future, that they can compete with the the best team in the league. And they were right there in the fourth quarter, only down by six before Chris Paul did what Chris Paul does.
1: And to, and to your point, Frank, as well, too, is in Jordan, it's why you also see not only the Clipper games, San Antonio, but even something like this, why a guy like Zion might make a difference. I mean, again, the, the guy was putting up Frank, historical numbers in the paint when you're struggling from the outside imagine during that run imagine when the Suns are 20 to 20. maybe that doesn't happen right maybe cuz if I'm the Suns and I go double BI well then guess who's wide open in the paint I, I can't I can't go double BI can I because that that's a easy entry pass to a possible layup or dunk right drive down the baseline that's why you know it, it You gotta get this guy on the court with this starting five next year. It's gonna be incredible, I think. Because, because of that right there. What you saw. Aiden, maybe you get that guy in a foul trouble, right? He has to guard Zion and Valanciunas. Now, maybe he has two or three fouls and he can't maybe attack nearly as much. That, that's the importance of having that guy on the court.
8: There's a big difference when Zion's catching the ball at the three-point line and somebody's six feet away from him and, you know, Jackson Hayes is catching it. You know
1: what I mean? S- Slight difference. Slight difference for sure, Frank. What happened yeah. to
5: Jackson Hayes
1: I don't know man. what happened to Jackson Hayes. He went Hayes.
5: from untrainable
1: to now- <laughs> he looks he like did. he's, a, he's he did. a newborn horse. He, he did. He, he, yes, yes, that's a very good way to describe it. You heard me saying Frank and Jordan to Ali. It was like he's just skating around out there. Just like, look, but this is why I said this is a great experience for this team. Cause you can't, you can't create that. And until you're that in environment, you just don't know how some of these guys are going to react. And, and look, for some, it comes out fine. Like you see Trey Murphy's Trey. Herb is Herb. B.I. came out against San Antonio and the Clippers. He's like, it's my moment. You saw him do that and, and look at like it was his moment. Um, maybe for Jackson, it's a lot, you know, and maybe he's going to get better as he get going. I just, but you have to well, be put in that situation. For the
5: first half, the first half for the Pelicans. I- it, the the game itself was a lot for everybody. So uh, I mean,
1: I, I uh, think the first half I, it wasn't again. Just I I think man, not playing in a week and you having to play two games in four days was yeah. A lot but I feel like the
5: storyline would be also opposite if the Pelicans came at them, they would be saying on the national media would be saying, well, they haven't played in a week. Give them the next game. So it all. <laughs> I feel like that storyline would have flipped <laughs> if the Pelicans won. So it would have been oh, who has you know who's. Been up tempo more. Who's more on a consistent pace played recently, and okay. the right. Suns have right. a you know tired lay, or you know fresh
1: Frank, closing thoughts.
5: Uh, I think
8: I think yesterday was more important. It was important for the whole team, but for Willie and his growth as a coach. That fourth quarter when CP came down and hit what he had three or four threes in a row off the same screen, same pick and roll situation. And we kept going up underneath the screen, and he just kept – he made, what, three threes in a row to to go from six to 14 or 15, whatever it was. That's more important that this year for Willie to learn those different situational awareness games or moments in games for the playoffs, I think, than anybody else on the floor for the
1: Pels. 100%. Thank you, Frank, for the phone call, man. appreciate it. Uncle Earl, I'll see you on hold. We'll come to you at the top of the hour break. Jordan? Maybe we'll check in with you later. I don't know. I haven't talked to you about it. We're I good. can stick.
5: I can stick in for another second. Oh, really? Back.
1: Can we? Let's do that. The lines are ringing. We'll go to your phone calls. I want to hear from you, Raphael. By the way, in Savannah, said the reception is bad, so he can't join us next hour. Uh, so no okay. guest. Jordan and the callers are our guests in hour number two. a so Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans.
0: Home health services in South LaBouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health for the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter.